0: Hello everyone, this is Amy, and this is Elise, and we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week we are discussing Season 3, Episode 8, Let the Games Begin. All right, welcome back. We have another week. Last week's episode was an intense one. Mm-hmm. And this week is kind of like an awkward episode. Rory and Jess are kind of figuring things out. I feel like it went back to its
1: like algorithm. Yes. Of like, we'll give you what you want. Now we're not going to give you much
0: more. For, right. We're going to give you a break. Right. Totally. Which is fine. Like yeah. it's a great episode. Um. It's just you can sense this like kind of like tug of war mm-hmm. between Jess and Rory, which is great and I think accurate for Rory's character mm-hmm. because I think it's we're kind of getting to the point where she's like I want this but now do, now what do I do when I have it right yeah or like exactly. where do we go from here this is awkward yeah yeah <laughs> I think it's exactly. relatable oh completely and like I want to be bad but people don't know think I'm a bad you know yeah. bad girl or whatever
1: so Well, we had a lot talked about with these little, there's not a lot, but there, even in the little moments, there's a lot to discuss. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Knocking on windows and stuff. Oh, I can't (laughs) wait. Like, I spent this whole morning, like, cleaning and watching the episode. I've watched it, like, twice already today. And I'm, there are so many little moments where I just, like, would stop what I was doing mid-cleaning and would just sit and watch. And I was like, ugh. the show is so good. <laughs> <laughs> it is so. All right, let's get into our writer and director. Okay.
1: Okay. So our director is Stephen Robman. We just had him. Okay. A couple episodes ago. That's what I thought. Yeah. Once got class. That oh Episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's also directed uh, "Teach Me Tonight." Mm-hmm. So, and then this is his last episode. Okay. He'll uh, direct, but okay. he's previously worked um, for The OC, Medium, Ghost Whisperer, Dawson's Creek, and he's the guy that's married to Kathy Baker. Oh yeah,
0: that's how I know
1: him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know because I almost, I think a long time ago we had him for One's Got Class maybe, and I think I said that he was married to
0: Kathy Baker, who was the mom, and Edwards Scissor her hands. I she's, think no, I, I think I said she was the mom, and you corrected me. Yes, she's the neighbor. I
1: think that second time
0: I corrected oh, you, but not okay. the first time. I think got I'm, it. So, if anyone out
1: there who's a huge Kathy Baker fan <laughs> in that episode <laughs> or that Edward's we Caesar, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like I mean, um, I don't know if that I did not go back and listen to our previous episode to see if I did that or not. I I, I remember first had you him.
0: correcting me.
1: I know that was. I know I corrected you the last time we had him. Yeah,
0: but the first time, probably the not. The first
1: time, Teach Me Tonight, I think. Um, I might have said that it was the mom. Okay. The Mary Kay The lady. Avon-, Avon Avon. Yeah. I was going to say Mary Kay. I know. I mean- you corrected me on that. <laughs> I remember that. So I don't know. Okay. So the writer is uh, Sheila Lawrence. Okay. And we have had her before, too. She's uh, the one that wrote for presenting Lorelai Gilmore. Okay. There's The Rub. She's written for Heart of Dixie, Bunheads, uh, Desperate Housewives, Ugly Betty, and The Marvelous Miss Maisel.
0: Okay. So a staple in Amy yes. Sherman paladino Oh, she's
1: produced a ton for her, too. Oh, okay. Like, I accidentally, like, looked her up, and I'm like, oh, my God, she didn't write all these episodes. There's no way. She produced,
0: Got like, it. ten
1: episodes, like, in the first or second season. Okay. And the next episode she'll write for is That'll Do Pig. In season three. Oh, I love that episode, and then two more episodes in season four, and the clamor and the clanger, and after boom, and that will be it. Okay, and we won't see Sheila again.
0: Okay, well, unless you know
1: she's probably producing, but
0: you know, you know, you know how she is, with you, know, you know, you know, Sheila is <laughs> always producing stuff and stuff, you know. Well, I feel
1: like I like it, her for that,
0: yeah, I think we're kind of like on the trajectory now of season three where it's like, all right, we're giving you what you wanted, Uh but like you said earlier, now you have to wait again. We're not going to like go all in right away. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fine because now we're going to take you out. We're literally going to take you out of the town. Yeah. Yep. Get away from everything. And a part of me wonders if that, like writing wise, and we can talk about this like at the end too. But did they not know how to address it yet with the town? Yeah. and that's why they decided. You know what? This is a good episode to like escape Stars Hollow, so we can take a breather and figure out like. But what's or is it planting the seed?
1: Because then everyone's like, "Well, what is she going to do when she goes to Harvard?"
0: Yeah. True.
1: Is it planting the seed for maybe mm-hmm. why she wants to go to Yale?
0: Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. We'll have to discuss that yeah. at the end. Yep, yep. Okay. Sounds good. Let's go. Okay. All right. The girls are walking through stars hollow. This takes place right after the last episode. So, Did they sleep at all? I don't know. I'm confused by that. Because she did say they were up for twenty four hours and that they feel jet lagged. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing this is like the day after because when the episode ended, it was dark and now it's light.
1: But it would have it would have ended in the morning, right?
0: I think at six so. AM. Yeah. So I wonder if they slept for like a couple hours. A couple hours and but she's going to school. Oh my god. Yeah. I, this is like a constant thing <laughs> that we have. Like, like
1: they're taking down the
0: sign, right? So it has to be the next. Unless day. they all just took like, hey, was the dance marathon on a Saturday or a Sunday? It had to have been Sunday.
1: Weird. Who has a dance marathon on Sunday?
0: That's yeah, God's the time Yeah. <laughs> that's the day of rest (laughs) yeah the time frame for this show is just like an imaginary world that makes no sense at all no it doesn't and we just go along with it because we like it how 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 Uh, would she be able to go to school i i really don't know we're like mom this is sick right well she even says that in like the next scene yeah (laughs) but they can barely walk and they're doing this thing where they're kind of like waddling around and Lorelei stops them and then she's like, okay, we can go. And then they like waddle again and they sit down on a hay bale, which I think is a pretty like picturesque moment. A lot of times when I see people post things about Gilmore Girls, it's this picture of the two of them sitting on the hay barrel mm-hmm. or the hay bale. I feel
1: like or... they always have hay in this town.
0: Yeah. Like I all mean, the time. Right. It's a cheap. Prop, I'm sure <laughs> but they're sitting there and they're like why is Luke so far away and their feet are just killing them and it zooms out and they're like on this hay barrel hey is it is it called a hay barrel or a haystack a haystack that's probably what it is I don't know what a hay barrel is is that when they're like wrapped up Somebody who does farming is listening to this, (laughs) I'm sure, and just like dying, but whatever. Um, And you kind of see like the hustle and bustle of the town is still going like nothing happened. And they're kind of stuck in like this slow motion walking. And part of it, too, is like they're dancing for, you know, 24 hours, whatever, 23 hours, I think they made it. But then Rory also had like an emotional roller coaster in that twenty three hours. Mm-hmm. So not only is she physically exhausted, she's probably also also mentally exhausted. Yeah, mentally, emotionally. But I just yeah I can't imagine be being able to function the next day. It sounds horrible. I wouldn't. But I like that this kind of sets up that they're kind of stuck in what happened yesterday while the rest of the town has moved on. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's very true to their characters where like they will sometimes be stuck in, in whatever is going on in their own world. But the town around them is like hustle bustle, keeping up with whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very um, on the nose for stars hollow yes all right we have made it to Luke's diner apparently it took them over a half hour to get there because <laughs> Rory already needs to leave for school but they have this great little back and forth where they sit down at different tables but the chairs are next to each other and Lorelai is like okay we'll just like come over to my table and Rory's like why why don't you come to my table and she's like, well, I didn't sit at the wrong table. And my feet are falling asleep, so you have to come to my table. And it's just like this little... Technically, I feel like Laura lies at the right table. I, I agree. I feel like
1: they're always at that table. They, they always they, sit... they are sometimes at that table that Rory's at, though. Yeah.
0: But I feel like when it's empty, they sit by a window. Yeah. And that's like the perfect spot for them to sit. Yeah. Rory messed up. Yeah. <laughs> totally totally she threw off the whole vibe but she would have had to walk
1: farther yeah because Lorelai took the closest seat to that table
0: well she is the elder of the two yes I guess (laughs) (laughs) so once they realize that Rory has to leave right away they waddle their way to the counter to get a donut for Rory on her way and Jess comes down the stairs wearing this like early 2000s buckle t-shirts like well it's a button down yeah like and he has it
1: over another shirt
0: yeah and it's got like the like date stamps from Mm -hmm. like a library and i'm like are we just like trying now yeah yeah. be a little more presentable because or he's like you know he saw that shirt and he's like oh who are you like this yeah oh totally totally it's
1: something he would totally online shop for if there was like more of like online shopping back Mm -hmm. then Do you think Mm -hmm. it wasn't as accessible back then? No, no. I don't know how he discovered that
0: in Stars Hollow, but. That's like the dangerous part of the internet getting as big as it is. Now I can, if I have to go somewhere, I can shop specifically for that one item. Yeah. Yeah. But he comes down the stairs and there's this whole high, 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 high thing. And we've seen it before with Suki and Jackson on their first date. Mm -hmm. And then Rory's like, I got to go. And then everyone's like, bye, 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 bye. And Rory says, she's got to go. Jess says, he has to go. And they go. And Luke's like, what the hell was that? (laughs) And Rory said, welcome to Rory. Or Lorelai says, welcome to Rory and Jess, the early years. And he's like, what are you talking about? She says they're dating and he's like, when did this happen? Like what, where was I? And she goes, it was at the dance. And he's like, well, I was at the dance. Why didn't I see anything? She goes, well, you're you. (laughs) And I'm sure that's probably like. Totally true. Yeah. I think he like specifically shuts out the world like noise wise because he's so over it. And that's why he can stay so calm all the time.
1: Kind of. Kind of calm. Yes. Bottled up calm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also uh, typical of a lot of guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, they just don't <laughs> They don't notice care. everything and they don't yeah. care. That's like when Bryn tells me something about somebody or whatever. And I'm like, okay, and what about this and this and this? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't ask them. And it's like. <laughs> I need, if you're going to tell me a story, I need every detail. Like, what were they wearing? How were they standing? I need all of that. Otherwise, (laughs) it is not a story for me. You're just, like, giving me a teaser trailer of the Mm -hmm. event. Yeah. But, so he's excited. He's elated. And he says, Rory, will be great for him. Maybe she'll rub off on him. And Lorelai is kind of like, I've worked a long time fighting the whole idea of Jess. And now, you know, she's 17. I think it's time she has a Jess in her life. And she's trying to be okay with it. Mm -hmm. And I think for Luke, it's like, yes, Rory's a good kid. She's going to keep him in line. Like, he'll start doing better in school and all these things. But that's putting a lot of pressure on Rory Mm -hmm. to essentially, like, turn him around yeah and i don't know if i don't think Lorelai is crazy about that but i we know that Lorelai is not crazy about the fact that she's seen jess around town making out with shane and stuff mm-hmm. does she do you think she's legitimately concerned that that will be rory i'm sure because i'm like you know your daughter well enough to know that She's probably not going to go around town, like, making out in public.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But... But she does. But she does. (laughs) Yeah. Because I think she can be easily persuaded. I mean, usually, if you're going to
1: end up with somebody who's a bit more bad or whatever, it's Mm -hmm. usually the other way around that it... Totally. They make you a bit more bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... For me, it's kind of like, that. I'm not going to go down the whole, like, the rabbit hole of why everyone thinks he's so bad. Yeah. Besides the smoking, obviously. Yeah. Um, and some of the pranks, but he's a hard like, worker. Yeah. Oh, well, and I guess he misses school. Whatever.
0: I mean, he is yeah, a little whatever. bad, but like truancy, who cares? <laughs> I just, in like a town like stars hollow, he's a bad guy. But like, if that happened in Minneapolis, people would think nothing. of Yeah. It. No. So it's like, okay, whatever. But me watching this as like a 14 year old being like oh he is bad (laughs) just like you know stupid (laughs) stuff like that and then you can't I can't like shake him being the bad guy because I think I it's so ingrained in me that like when I was 14 that was bad yeah you know like stupid I I kind of feel like that with Dawson's Creek too because you know I like you yeah. know, Casey
1: was always my guy. Sure, and yeah. he was always the troublemaker, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And I watch it now, and I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, you know, I know but it's kind of
0: silly, but you still just like enjoy it. Oh, like, totally, a little bit, you yep. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Luke and Lorelai are you know figuring things out, and um, what movie does she reference? She says, says the guy who said finally at the oh, end of... Love Story. Love Story. What is Love Story?
1: It's that movie. Um, I can't think of that actress's name. Let me hold on. Let me look it up.
0: Yeah, because I... It's like a
1: movie in the 70s. I was trying to think um, if I knew it. They've referenced it.
0: And okay. I know i put
1: it in previous pop culture videos. Okay. Um, I just can't think of the actress's name. Um,
0: yeah, because I was like racking my brain the first time i watched it this morning like okay i know i've heard of that it's uh jennifer calaveri oh i don't know who that is
1: um she's like kind of uh very 70s looking long brown hair okay i've i've done Pulp culture oh yeah before. okay
0: that cover looks familiar yeah, yeah.
1: she's okay. pretty and yeah. i and this guy I, I don't remember his name either That's okay. Yeah.
0: It doesn't matter. Uh, But I wonder when they watch that movie Wait, no, her real
1: name is Allie McGraw. Sorry, Jennifer Calivari is her name in Love Story. Oh, okay. Ryan O'Neal.
0: Okay, that name sounds familiar. Is
1: the uh, main character.
0: But I wonder if that's like a movie that was playing at the Stars Hollow movie theater or something. Because I don't really foresee Luke like... Watching that movie with Lorelai one on one, I guess. <laughs> no, unless she was just making a joke that right. he was a type that would do that. Yeah, I mean that's true.
1: But the movie is about a middle class girl who's studying music at Radcliffe College. It's love at first sight. Father doesn't want them together, but they is get, he? A, they
0: get married. A student too. Um. Yeah, I think so. Okay, because he looks like older than her. No. And I was like, oh, man, is this like a... <laughs> no,
1: no. Kinda?
0: They look... They're similar ages. Oh, so. okay, yeah. Yeah. I think the way that that... Ed- the filter on the title of it looks weird.
1: It's like one of those movies. I haven't seen it, and I don't want to, but... And I don't want to. <laughs> truly. This seems like an... I'm, like, right there with Luke. Yeah. Um, It's one of those things where she has an that il- He finds out that she has an illness. It's like a very, a walk to remember and. Oh sweet yeah. November. No, and I can't
0: do that. The one with Winona Ryder. Autumn in New York. Yes. Were uh, we just talking about that? On we the talked podcast? about Autumn in New York on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Cause that movie is the yeah. whole thing. So that's a love story. Got it. Okay. Well, everyone, now you don't need to see it. We saved you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would, Shh. What was I to even talking about? You were about? saying
1: that oh. she says finally, or wait, no,
0: that Luke says finally yep. about and, seeing love story. Right. And so they have like this like back and forth. Is this going to be good? Is this going to be bad kind of thing? And he's, he kind of walks off to get her coffee. And as he walks off, she kind of turns and she totally checks him out. She does. She's doing a side look. And they left look. it in, you know. And that's where the scene ends,
1: right? So it's like, what are you doing? She was checking him out. She was checking out his ass.
0: But why? Well, I that's mean, that's what I you know, do. I know why. Okay. <laughs> but why? <laughs> like, what why? are they trying to tell us by leaving that in?
1: I think it was just like a. Uh... Like a, oh, see, she's interested still a little bit. It's that those little moments. Is it kind
0: of like well, Laurie did it? Oh yeah. You know, I don't know. It just gives me off like this vibe of like, are we trying to do like a Brady Bunch thing here? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird that they left it in, and I don't feel like that's an accident. No. So I'm like, what are you getting at with this?
1: Yeah, because her face does look a little devious in it. Mm -hmm. Like she went to a thought that was not... A little bit dirty thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, are you thinking now that you and Luke will be spending more time together because Jess and Rory are spending time together? I don't know. Yeah. Or is
1: it a look of like... He has no idea This I is, mean, or, or that she kind of likes that he is um,
0: like, interested.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, he's acting like a father. Yeah. For her, that would I would assume if she's a mother, that would be something very attractive too, oh, to. Oh, just You know, to see Luke in that light. Yeah. And that left off kind of conversation mm-hmm. from the last episode where he was like.
0: Totally. Yeah. Where I'm open to kids. having kids. Mm-hmm mm-hmm that's a great a great recollection yeah because for me it's like is she starting to put together now like the pieces of their relationship and could this be more and if something bad happens between Rory and Jess is that going to be the end mm-hmm. of our friendship because Rory and Jess came between them The first time. Yeah. So it's kind of like a big risk Rory and Jess dating as far as Lorelai and Luke go. Mm -hmm. But I think... And I am surprised, honestly, that Rory didn't consider that before starting to date Jess. Oh, mean. But I think, too, it's just like teenage hormones. Yeah. You don't
1: say no to that. Yeah. And I don't think she... Even considers them right now. No. Because you know how not. her mom is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Let's see how it plays out because there's a conversation that takes place later that I feel like kind of builds off of how this scene ends. Mm-hmm. All right. We're at Friday night dinner. And there is a problem with the salads. The maid, the new maid, keeps putting walnuts on the salad. And Emily is going ballistic. Uh, she keeps sending it back. And it comes back with walnuts. And then she sends it back. And it comes back. And essentially, she decides she's going to fire the maid. And this kind of gets Lorelei spiraling into the whole like Frank Lloyd Wright server. Basically burning the house down because the wife didn't like her help and was not very kind. And I'd never heard that story prior to this episode.
1: Me either. But I
0: know there is a lot of stuff, like, surrounding that family. Mm -hmm. Because is that the one with the baby, too, that goes missing? No. Who's that? You're thinking of the... um... Oh, what is his name? That was like a long, long time yeah. ago, like the 20s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, what I'm thinking of, but the, no.
1: What is it called? Why can't I think of the baby? Is it Charles talking. something? Lindberg.
0: Thank the you.
1: Lindbergh.
0: The Lindberg baby. No, yes, Frank Lloyd yes, Wright yes, was yes. like the
1: um architect.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I think there are quite a few Frank Lloyd Wright homes mm-hmm. in Minnesota, too the kingdom hall where my mom
1: got married mm-hmm. is in golden valley minnesota and it was like one of the coolest kingdom halls out there because like yeah. usually kingdom halls look very like boring fr- boring yeah um this was um designed by like, one of frank lloyd wright's students oh and cool. it's a super cool um kingdom hall well it's not a kingdom hall anymore they sold it but oh they did mm-hmm. what is it now it's like another scary church because oh. I, I used to work by it. And <laughs> like I see like statues of like men in the hallway area. It's terrifying. I have no idea. Ew, I don't like I don't. That. I don't know what. I'm not going to diss it because I don't know what religion is or whatever. But yeah. the statues are freaky.
0: Yeah, that would be weird. They have
1: like hair, like long hair. Like real hair? It looks like it from... I I don't know.
0: Okay. Yep. (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving on. As we digress. Uh, But she tells her this story and Rory excuses herself because she's like, I'm not going to deal with this. And Richard excuses himself. They end up in the kitchen. They're having chocolate and whatever, talking about uh, how he has an event coming up. This weekend, where he's meeting with his a cappella group called the Whiffin' Puffs. Puffs. Poofs. Poofs. Wait, when Puffs? Oh. Whiffin' Poofs? Whiffin' Puffs?
1: It's Poofs. It's Poofs because I think Rory says that's Riffin' Puffs. And she corrects Poofs. And then she goes, that's not much better.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And. It makes me think of Andy Bernard on The Office mm-hmm. with his like, here comes treble or whatever they're <laughs> called. And yeah. his little acapella group. Um, but he wants to bring Rory to Yale and give her a tour of the grounds and show her around. And he stresses that it would be really important to him for her to see the town or the city of New Haven and where he went to school. And she's kind of processing as he's talking. And I don't think she's like necessarily uncomfortable with the conversation, but I get a sense that she's kind of like, how do I let him down easy? Yeah. But then she decides she'll go.
1: This was very Rory to me. Yeah. She's just not a drama queen in that regards, like, her mother. Right. Or something like this. This isn't, you know.
0: I think she's much more of a people pleaser. And she's like, well, this will make him happy. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. And when they leave, Rory says, I need to tell you something. Lorelai shuts off the car. And she says, "Um, Grandpa invited us to, like, a fun little road trip to go see Yale and Lorelai gets out of the car right away and she wants to go in and talk to them and Rory says I think it's a it'll be good maybe it'll get him off my back about applying to Yale and and figuring all of that out and I think I get where Rory's coming from I'm curious what your thoughts are on Lorelai's reaction to it I think that it's pretty,
1: like, standard that I think she just knows what he's up to. Yeah. That he's trying to coax her to go to Yale or Harvard. Right. And she knows that. She is able to pin that right away.
0: Yeah. But I guess my, like, thought process with it is what is the harm of seeing Yale? Yeah. I mean, for her, it's
1: still a good school. It's closer to her. Yeah. It would make sense that... I don't know. It's just that... I think... It's a control issue. It's and, it's, yeah. all, it's all coming down to, like... It's all about Lorelai. Right. And that she thinks her dad is, like... Sorry, I keep on saying, like, oh, my gosh. But she thinks her dad is trying to control this narrative now. Because yeah. he couldn't control hers. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And it's all about her that's what i think i don't know i I think so too and it comes to a point where when does lorelei just let rory make her own decisions yeah and why can't rory just say i want to go look at yale Mm -hmm. why does it have to be harvard yeah and at what point is it lorelei controlling rory's narrative Mm -hmm. exactly you know like i feel like we're getting now she, I'm saying like a lot too, uh, whatever, yeah. but I feel we're getting like this tug of war between Richard and Lorelai now. Mm-hmm. Of you're gonna do this because we're not gonna do what my parents want us to do, but but in the in the same by doing that she's
1: doing what her parents did to her, right? Yeah. So Just it's this weird thing, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't think Lorelai sees it that way. But I think Rory might. Mm-hmm. I think especially at the end of this episode. Sure. She yeah. starts to think about that. But I, something to pay attention to because the seed is planted in this episode now. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if they knew already that they couldn't film at Harvard. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, all right, I guess she's going to Yale. Yeah. Kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I think that's why they ended up doing it the way River. they did. Yeah because they couldn't film at Harvard but oh. Yale said they could film there. Gotcha. So, I don't know. Hmm. But there were a lot of other seeds like Wait, Yale I guess I don't closer. know. It, Yale is closer though. Yeah. Yale is closer. I mean, they're driving there. Yeah. And remember they had when they went to
1: Boston, yeah. it
0: took a lot longer. Yeah. So, I don't know. But um I think Lorelai's like brain is just so clouded by like her parents trying to control the narrative that she blocks out anything like on their radar Mm -hmm. where Rory is just more open to it because she wasn't raised that way. And she has her own,
1: she has her, she is not where I think like uh, Lorelai is thinking of them as a package Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are one of another, right? Where Rory's starting to be like, well, no, I'm in my own person,
0: right? And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. That's really important to note because her starting this relationship with Jess is her becoming her own person, mm-hmm. and we're gonna start seeing this like drastic change in her character, like from here on out. Truly, Mm -hmm. until she kind of settles into what she wants to be. And I think it's genius to have it written this way where we see like very subtle changes where like as you're watching it episode to episode for the first time, you don't pick up on those subtleties. But once you've watched it, you know, a few times or 10 or 12, you can start to see her kind of pulling back on her own life and mm-hmm. like trying to take things back for herself. Yeah. Or even
1: force,
0: um, force. What is it? Experiences. Yes, completely. Yeah. Because I don't think she wants to go to college, not having experienced things. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm sure in her mind, she's like the school thing is fine. Like that, that, Is no problem. I can do school and that's fine. But I want more out of life than just school. She's like, I want to be where the people are. Yeah. I want to see them. With her gadgets and gizmos. (laughs) (laughs) But I think with where this ends, Rory does convince Lorelai, like, let's just go. Let's see what it's like. Maybe it'll get him off our back. I think Lorelai is doing the right thing by agreeing to go because I'm sure it's like, if you come, then at least you can say you saw it, too. And we can kind of be in on this together and both have an idea of what's...
1: Yeah, yeah. Lorelai's like. not not going to go because, A, she wants to prove it right, that she's yep. right. Yep, And, two... Um, And if she is right what she knows she is, um, can defend worry. or You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I do wonder if there is like an ulterior, uh, an alternate side to it where she says to herself, what if Yale is the right place for her? Mm -hmm. And we've just been blocking it out because of my issues. But I don't know. Her issues and also...
1: Maybe possibly, not jealousy because she wanted to go to Yale. Yeah,
0: when yeah. she was little. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a lot of. I mean, we know there's a lot of unhealed trauma, but I think Rory, the closer she gets to graduation, the more real a lot of this becomes that Lorelai didn't experience these things. And so it becomes kind of like a Lorelei living through Rory and grandparents living through Rory because Lorelei didn't, you know, graduate and didn't get to pick a college. And these are all things that it's the first time for all of them. Mm-hmm. So it's how do we make this like a special experience for all of us? without totally trampling over the kid that it's all about yeah yeah mm-hmm. so it's kind of like they're trying to find this happy medium and they haven't found it yet nope <laughs> we're back at luke steiner and i just <laughs> can't shake what we were just talking about but um <laughs> Rory comes in after school and her backpack is like wide open, which makes no sense other than Kirk looks in it because his trophy is missing. They steal it every year. Why he would think that trophy could fit in Rory's backpack is beyond me, (laughs) but it's Kirk. So there's that. Uh, she orders a burger and sits down kind of awkwardly at the counter. And you can tell she's looking for Jess. Mm-hmm. Like she's turning around trying to figure out if he's in here or not. Jess comes down the stairs and looks surprised that she's sitting there. And they do this like "hi, hi, hi" thing again. Luke says, all right, it's time to learn another word. And says, Jess, do you want anything to eat? He says, I'm not hungry. Rory says, oh, yeah, me neither. Luke's like, you just ordered a burger. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll take it to go because I I like it when my burgers sit out for a while because, you know, they taste better when they're aged. And Luke's like, okay, whatever. (laughs) And suddenly Jess goes, oh, I I have that book upstairs. Did you want to look at it together? And that alone makes me laugh knowing what kind of books they read where there are no pictures yeah and they're like chapter books so i'm like are you gonna be sitting on the floor together like reading the same <laughs> book but she's like yeah let's go look at the book yeah and luke's kind of to them and watches them like go up the stairs and then we cut to the apartment they're sitting or they're standing up there very awkward. Like this is this scene between them gives me like total secondhand embarrassment mm-hmm. of like they're not sure if they, how close they should be standing to each other. And Rory acts like she's never really been up there before. And she's like, oh, this looks nice. And is this your bed? And like weird, awkward conversation. Jess asks if she needs a Coke. She's like, no. And he's like, please let me get you something to drink. So I feel like I'm doing something. And they decide they're going to stand a little closer. They hold hands. They say hi. They're about to go in for a kiss. And Luke like swings open the door. And they immediately separate. And she's like, uh, okay, well, thanks for showing me that book. I got to go. And she grabs the burger and she leaves. Luke immediately goes like goes on a tangent of what was going on up here. Nothing is going to happen between the two of you. If you come up to this apartment, the door needs to stay open. You will not sit next to each other. You will stay in this middle area of the apartment. You will not be in a bed or in on this side or on that side. If you're on the couch, then she's on the chair. If she's on the chair, or if you're on the chair, then she's on the couch. Like, you will not be sharing a cushion.
1: Well, I also feel like what really got him going was that Jess was like, don't worry, next time I'll throw a sock on the door.
0: Yes. Yeah. And,
1: like, that got Luke like, N- are you kidding me? And I don't. This is not a college dorm.
0: And I don't know if that's still, like, a thing. Like, if younger viewers would know what that is. I don't know. I think so. You think I think so? I
1: think I've seen it in, like, other shows okay. and stuff.
0: Because I'm like, nowadays, you can just text a... somebody and be like, yeah. don't come in. But back before that, you know, the putting the sock on the door was like the universal symbol of like, yeah. don't come in here yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. Which my um, ex-boyfriend's college roommate did not do the sock on the door or text. He just had to. And there were many times where we walked in and
1: Got things a free were show. happening. Yeah. And awesome.
0: I was like. All right, uh, I'm never coming <laughs> here again. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, one time is an accident, two times no. Yeah. Like, figure yeah. it out. Um, but he's even Jess provokes him too by saying, like, what do you think I'm gonna do to her? And Luke's like, You know what I think you're gonna do to her. Jess says, Do you want do you wanna be committed? Or do you want me to get you committed or do you want to go in for yourself? And Luke just kind of goes off and he goes, you know what? When you're here, I'm my eyes are on you. When you're there, Lorelei's eyes are on you. And when you're out there, Taylor's eyes are on you. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets like this smug look on his face. And I think it's like, guess what? Now that you're with her, everyone is going to know what you're doing all the time mm-hmm. you can't get away with anything anymore yeah
1: now it's real mm-hmm. and he's like popping nuts in his mouth or something yeah. and being a dork yeah and he has a
0: smug look on his face <laughs> as he walks out like i got you buddy i got you i
1: this is easy parenting yeah. is easy yeah i also want to do mention. i want to also mention in the very beginning where when kirk came in just because i think this is funny when Kirk comes in about with the trophy about the yeah. trophy being missing and he keeps on calling it her and yeah. she. And Luke's like, please stop calling it her.
0: <laughs> well, and is it the same trophy every year or do they buy a new trophy I, every year? I have no idea. Because I really want to think that Kirk's like bedroom at his mom's house is just like five <laughs> large trophies on it's the wall. It's gotta be a new one every year. I would think so, but I don't... I guess I don't know,
1: but yeah. yeah. So... Or maybe every year they add like a new dancing partner on there. (laughs) Because it looked like there was a lot of dancing partners on that trophy. I
0: wish I could be on the props department of the show where like you have to make those things. Because you can tell that was like four trophies in one. And I'm like, that would be so fun to make. Um, I think it's fun to see Luke kind of finding his groove with being a guardian. Mm -hmm. And truly Rory is like his daughter. I mean, he, we know because we see that whole fight later on between Christopher and Luke where he's like, where were you when she had the chicken pox? Where were you when it was her 16th birthday? Where were you when she moved into Yale with the mattress? You know, like all of that stuff. Luke, has been a huge part of Rory's life. And because he has Lorelai on such a high pedestal, it's like, you're not going to screw this up because if you screw this up, you not only screw it up for Rory, but you screw it up for me. I feel like too, with like Luke, with this situation,
1: instead of going off the handle like this, he should have been like, Hey, instead of like trying to make out with her right away, (laughs) maybe take the girl on a date
0: yeah like that would be good advice i feel like in that situation well and i think that's where we get to see the difference between jess and dean Mm -hmm. like dean was very like quote-unquote old school yes as far as dating goes where jess has never had a relationship where he has felt the need to take them on a date and that's not Probably the environment he grew up in either Mm -hmm. because like it sounds like his mom's boyfriends didn't really do the whole date thing either. So I think for him it's like he wants to take it slow in a sense because he really likes Rory. But I also think he is over his head because he wants to be a good boyfriend. But how do you do that without being dean yeah i think right now he's
1: very caught up in like wanting to make out though
0: oh i mean (laughs) yeah completely and i think she is too yes there's like this whole like what is it like with someone else kind of thing they haven't shared that they had that really good kiss yeah
1: back at the wedding
0: so yeah true i know they're probably like oh my god the whole like build up to a kiss is weird yeah. Like that, like, first kiss that happens and you're like, um, okay, let's just get one out of the way and then we'll <laughs> be good. And I kind of feel like that's where they are right now. Yeah, where like, it's like,
1: I, we know it's good because we did it before. Right. But those, I was very high stakes. Like, we
0: know we can do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where I feel like they're at right now, mm-hmm. which is fine. Like, that's, I think, very accurate for... Rory at that age yeah I think Jess is just like I don't want to like push her away by coming on too strong yeah so that's kind of where they're at right now (laughs) all right we are with the girls at home they are packing up their things Lorelei has an entire duffel bag packed for a day trip. Rory comes out and she's like, All right, I'm ready to go. And Lorelai's like, Where's all your stuff? She says, Oh, I have my extra jacket by the door. And she goes, I left you a list. And Rory says, I think, I thought that was a joke. And she's like, <laughs> No, not traveling with my mom. And goes into this whole story about how one time she didn't bring an extra swimsuit and her strap broke and it was all her fault and whatever. So Emily, or excuse me, Rory and Lorelai are talking about like Jess versus Dean. Rory says, are you ever going to get over Dean not being here? Like, are you ever going to be nice to Jess? And she's like, yeah, I'll give him a chance. And Rory says, well, if the house was burning down, would you save him or your shoes? And Lorelai says, it depends. Was he the one burning? Was he the one with the match? And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, that was a great line. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Emily and Richard show up and they each have a duffel bag packed now. They're getting into the car. Lorelai has her coffee. And Emily says, you can't drink that in the car. So Lorelai sticks it out the window and then sticks her torso out the window and drinks, I shouldn't say torso, it's like her entire top half, Mm -hmm. out the window and drinks the coffee as they drive away. Which I feel like is a pretty well-known moment in the Gilmore world. Um, When they arrive at Yale, they're walking around, taking in the sights. They went to the art museum Emily starts sharing stories about Richard when he went to Yale. And this is where we kind of learn that she went to a different school and they met at a party, you said, right? Yeah. She went to Smith College. Yes. And was a, his studied history. She was history a history
1: major and apparently the field hockey team. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> a part of it. Um, all right, <laughs> and they went to, and she just went to the party.
0: Yeah, a so Yale party or whatever. They met there, and she kind of explained how he would take all the girls he liked to the art museum, and he ends up bringing her to the spot where he proposed, and tells Rory and Lorelai that he actually was engaged to be married before. He started dating Emily, so technically Emily is the other woman. Mm-hmm. That's what Laura like keeps saying, at least. <laughs> and well, she is. Yeah, she <laughs> is, because he says like I gave her my pin. She met my parents. We sent out invitations, and then she showed up to one of his parties, his graduation party or something, in this blue dress and. He knew he couldn't marry Penelope from then on. So the blue dress, I guess. That's what did it. But they approach the spot where he proposed. They were like mid-argument, I guess. And he opened the box, showed her the ring. She slammed it shut and said, fine. And I'm like, that is so Emily. (laughs) And I love that. Uh, So that's where they got engaged. And then when they kiss, Emily breaks a button in her skirt and Lorelai says, oh, I think I can fix that and brings her into the ladies room to have this moment where she kind of fixes her skirt. And Emily says, it means a lot to your father to have this time with Rory, but it also means a lot that you're here too. Mm -hmm. And I think it was nice of her to say that. Yeah.
1: Emily's being pretty cool on this episode
0: yeah I would agree well I think because she knows that Lorelai could have put like a kibosh on the whole thing Mm -hmm. and the fact that she went along with it I think Emily's like okay maybe we're getting somewhere like maybe it's okay that we do these things together kind Mm -hmm. of thing Um, then we cut to this really sweet scene with Rory and Richard, where they're sitting on a bench and he says, you know, it means so much to me that I get to show another generation of Gilmore's Yale and says that when Lorelai was 10 years old, she came running into his office and said, I'm going to go to Yale just like you and took his diploma or degree and hung it in her room and he couldn't get it back for like six months and he said, oh, being here sometimes just makes you think about, you, makes you remember things. And he kind of gets choked up, I think, as he's like remembering this and says, but hopefully things that you're being graded on. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that exchange. Like, do you think that's something he told Rory To, like, persuade her? Or do you think it's something that he told her just to be like, you know, this is a dream that was your mom's, too? What do you think? I guess part of me, knowing what happens next, Mm -hmm. part of me is like, is there an ulterior motive to this story?
1: I don't know. I, like, I hope not. That's what I want. Yeah. Like, I think, I don't want... if. I feel like if there is a motive, it just kind of
0: villainizes him. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are people out there who say, "Oh yeah." I mean, Bryn alone would be like, "Yeah, he sucks." <laughs> but that part of me really loves Richard, and I I don't want to believe that.
1: Yeah, I don't want to believe it. I'm I'm leaning towards more of like, um. Because if it's just manipulative, it just takes out all the sweetness out of it, right. Yeah, and it did seem like legit. like he was like looking back at that as a fond time. I think so too. yeah. and and maybe instead of looking at it, like, is he manipulating it? Maybe he's trying to not, uh, I don't even know it not explain what he's gonna do in the future. Sure. Re- the near future, because I don't think he even realizes how, like, yeah. manipulative it was. Yeah. But perhaps
0: we see why. He was so excited to do it. Yeah. 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 I think that's probably true. Yeah, I think, for me, it, it comes from a very, like, sweet place mm-hmm. of just... I think Lorelai was a daddy's girl, a mm-hmm. thousand percent, and... I think that now it's hard for her to like, live up to that because she loved her father so much and then got pregnant so early and didn't get to follow through with all of the things that he worked so hard for, for her. Yeah, she didn't get to... She got cut off
1: from being the daddy's girl. Yep, yeah. There wasn't a process of like... I'm daddy's girl and I'm growing away now as a, I'm growing up as a woman. And, right. you know, and that dynamic is changing in a healthy way where this was just cut off straight cold turkey.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. So it's very different. And I think Richard is trying to find that medium now with Rory and with Lorelai. Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's do this together. Mm-hmm. But they're not at that point yet where they can do it together right as they continue on their tour they enter the hall of admissions and we find out that richard has conveniently made a meeting for rory with the dean of admissions who is a dear friend of richard's so this is when he drops the mega bomb on them for the whole purpose of this day And he was the only one that knew about it happening. Emily didn't know. Obviously, Lorelai and Rory didn't know. Rory looks completely shocked that this is happening. And Lorelai is like, you don't have to go. You don't have to do this. And Richard's like, what do you mean? Of course she has to do this. This is really important. Rory says she'll do it, but you can tell that there's, like, that whole, like, people-pleasing tone to her voice. Like, mm-hmm. I'll do it. It's fine. She has to. Cause right. she it has would look it... bad. Yeah, because if she
1: even is kind of considering.
0: Yeah, even if she was, like, thinking about it, if she turned down the meeting. Yeah, then. Then that would look bad. Yeah. Yeah. So she goes into this meeting. Richard comes back out. And they end up having this argument because he says she just doesn't understand the politics of getting into an Ivy League school because she didn't go to college. And that's when Lorelei busts out with the, I knew it. I was waiting for the whole my daughter's a loser conversation. And here we are. She storms off and says she's getting a cab, which probably costs like hundreds of dollars. Mm hmm. And Emily follows her out and says, I mean, it's just a tour. It's just a meeting. That doesn't mean anything. And maybe if she does apply to Yale and she gets in, that will make Harvard want her more. And did you ever consider that if she goes to school at Yale, she could live at home? And I think that, like, kicks into, like, jolts Lorelei a little bit like oh yeah I hadn't thought about that Mm -hmm. but she's so frustrated with her dad that she can't think about anything else and she says you know things with dad have never been the same I've thought and thought and thought like how can I fix this why is it different and that's why that's why it's different because I didn't go to college I didn't do things the way that he wanted me to and now I I'm suffering the consequences of it through my own daughter's actions. Mm
1: -hmm. So. I mean, Richard did make a good point in the sense of like, when he was talking to Lorelai, he was like, you know, I have, I'm trying to, I had the the difference between Yale and Harvard is me. They're both equally great schools. Right. And I'm an alumni and I have connections. Right like i am doing this i had to I had to put your pride aside, yeah, and I agree with him in that regards, I guess where you know
0: right.
1: he does he does have a leg up, even though that's like completely unfair, and there's people who get in trouble for doing stuff like that, <laughs> oh, are there? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know how much I can justify that, but you know what I mean though. I think because
0: it's he connections. Knows it. it's, it's all about who you
1: it's know. It's all about who you know in any in any field. yeah. And any job. It's yep. you know, a lot oftentimes it's just about who you know.
0: Completely. So, yeah. I think I agree with him doing it, but I don't agree with him blindsiding. No. I think he could have blindsided Mm Lorelai, but not Rory. I get why Rory is upset. Yeah, because she comes out and she's like, why did you do that to me? I wouldn't have worn this. I didn't bring any of my stuff. I couldn't even remember what I wanted to major in when he asked me because I was so nervous. And she's like, if I'm doing this, I want to do it the right way. Yeah. And I think... Richard just doesn't think about those things because he's like, well, my connection will. It's like
1: and also it just it's disrespectful to their relationship because I think Rory's always been really good. Yes. with Richard where she even like in this episode she's like, yeah, sure I'll go. Right. So you have no trust that I would have said no to this or I think right. maybe that more he thought she she would tell Laura lie.
0: And then there'd be so a kabosh to yeah. it. Yeah, well, that and Lorelai and Rory would then be in like an epic fight. Yeah, like, oh, you're conspiring against me with my parents, mm-hmm. which happens later. So I mean, yeah, we do see it, but not yet. I mean, it just—I don't know. I'd be pissed.
1: I don't think I would have took
0: a ca- taxi back. No, I, I, you know what, I can't say I wouldn't have, I would have. I wouldn't have the money. Well, I wouldn't either, (laughs) but I would figure it out. I'd be like, Luke, come and get Get me. me.
1: Well, yeah, I would make up fights just to have Luke come get me. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah, I think I'm a lot like Lorelai in that, like, my pride sometimes does get the better of me. Yeah. And I have a hard time letting go of things yeah
1: and i I guess it depends on the situation i don't think that this situation warrants something so
0: no in my opinion i don't know but i think because rory is also upset i think Lorelai's like let's just go yeah Yeah. because nothing good is gonna come from this day Mm -hmm. so let's end it here yeah and now yeah and i get it i get that part of it if Rory would have come out and been totally fine, I think Lorelai would have just like sucked it up the yeah, rest of the day because it
1: would have been hard to be in the car and then you know hear Richard just explaining the whole time about how he's right, right? Yeah. So,
0: yep. I think that could have gone two ways, and since she came out upset, they were out of there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Emily, it, Lorelai even says like you should be mad too because he lied to you also and she's like that's between me and your father. Yeah. So, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. But uh yeah, so let's digest the rest of this and then I have some other thoughts but I kind of want to save them for the end. Okay. All right, the girls are back home. They get off the cab. And Lorelai says, I don't think you can go to college because that cab ride was your college tuition. And they have a bag from Hector's, which is the taco place they talk about in the beginning. I don't even know if we mentioned it, but if we didn't, we are now. (laughs) And they go into Luke's and sit down and start eating these tacos. And he's like, what are you doing? I make food here for people. You can't come in here with food from a different establishment and just expect me to be okay with it. Can you just like order coffee or something? And so she orders coffee. She's like, Coffee and tacos? That sounds great. Uh Jess comes down and he says he's gotta go get a part for his car from Gypsy and Luke says, Bring a receipt this time. I
1: like that. He goes, Hi. Yeah. And then Luke goes, <laughs> yeah. Hi, 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 hi. He goes, I'll save I'll save
0: us the store like <laughs> And he does, like, his hands, like, back and forth, like, okay. Hi, hi,
1: hi, hi, hi. Moving
0: (laughs) on. Yeah. He's, like, already over it, which I think is very funny. Well, because he's probably also, like, quit the facade. Yeah. You guys were totally making out upstairs, even though they weren't. But, you know. (laughs) But, yeah. So he's like, make sure you get a receipt this time, which I'm like, hmm, maybe we've said we're going to gypsies a few times and have come back with nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But... Then Rory's like, yeah, I'm going to go study. And she's like, okay, I'll see you at home. And she goes and Jess is gone. And Luke sits down and he goes, I had a real good talk with Jess. And I said, like, my eyes are going to be on the two of them the whole time. They'll never get away with anything because I'm going to know where they are at all times. And Lorelai goes, you know that they're together right now, right? And he's like, what? And she's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get a car part and I have to go study. That's like code word kid talk for we're going to go make out at a place where my crazy uncle can't find us. <laughs> and Luke's like, oh, my God, you're right.
1: They did do the code kid thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he grabs her jacket and Lorelai's like, what are you doing? Are you going to sniff her jacket so you can find her scent? And he's like, no, it's cold outside and I'm going to bring her jacket. So he goes outside to try to find them. And we cut to one of my favorite scenes of Jess and Rory. Jess is like leaning up against this old fashioned gas. What do you Pump, call it? Like Thank you. I yeah. guess I was going to call it a gas machine. <laughs> a gas pump this is the most Lana Del Rey totally but how unsafe to
1: smoke a cigarette at a gas pump yeah that's why I love that the ride video with Lana Del Rey she's at the the gas pump smoking a cigarette
0: yeah (laughs) um and Rory comes up and she says oh are you gonna smoke that and he goes that depends and they start making out And she's like, I'm glad you didn't smoke that. And then they start making out again. And he sticks it in his jean pocket. And I think that is such a cool move. (laughs) Don't ask me why. But I just... Well, it's going to break there. Yeah, totally. But that's why I was like, he doesn't even care that it's going to break. Whatever. It's just very smooth. Yeah. I have to save this for later. As they're making out, (laughs) Elise goes, she doesn't really have a butt. And I was like... (laughs) He doesn't have a butt either. They're like two pieces of cardboard making out with each other. (laughs) But I just love how old fashioned this scene feels. Mm -hmm. Like it's very like 1940s coded. Just like. Forbidden teenager, like the girl next door with the bad guy yeah. kind of thing. And 1940s, 1950s, yeah. like very James Dean. Yes, totally James Dean, yes. I think when I've posted this clip before, it's been to that um, style song yeah. by Taylor Swift. Because mm-hmm. she says like James Dean. And she's like, okay, well, I got to go. and Or before that, he says well, if nothing else works out, at least we know that works or whatever. And I was like, is he talking about his penis? She's I, like, I, no.
1: <laughs> I can't believe that you went there before I did.
0: Well, I'm sorry, but he says, at least we know that works. And he like looks down and I'm like, is he referring to like <laughs> that area? Because then in like the next episode or two, she says that she's thinking about having sex with him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm like, maybe he was talking maybe he about was I think, no, I think i think that meant
1: like at least chemistry. we know that we work this way yeah totally which is a big thing too but like even the sneaking
0: work. around is just like a whole other level yeah. of adrenaline to the situation too. and yeah yeah and they're still doing it right they don't
1: re- you know what i mean yeah
0: yeah totally it's yeah, even that they in the have next episode, sneak. they're, like, sneaking around. Yeah. Not because Jess wants to, yeah. because Rory does. Yeah. Yeah. So Rory excuses herself and says he has to go, but, you know, they make out for a second or two before she runs off.
1: And she doesn't, he's like, where are you going? And she's like, isn't it better to not know? Yeah. Like, isn't that make, doesn't that make that more fun or whatever? Yeah. It's like, no, you just don't want to tell him you're going to go see Dean.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> she tries to make it sound like all mysterious yeah and like sexy but she's going to her ex-boyfriend's house and climbing a tree yeah like <laughs> whatever that's okay rory like you do you you me bad yeah, i would just been, like went went home and put
1: a face mask on know. you know yeah. isn't it fun more fun not knowing
0: and then we cut to, like me deep cleaning mask. my teeth yeah um so she goes to dean's climbs the tree we don't see her climb the tree obviously but uh she knocks on his window and there's something so innocent about that that i think is really sweet and kind of shows like quote-unquote old rory Mm -hmm. and She has this whole spiel about how, like, I didn't want to go to the door because I didn't want to see your mom. Because I love your... I like your mom. Yeah, and I don't want her to not like me. And and Dean's like, oh, no, somebody's not going to like you. Like Rory for once. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay. Is the attitude justified? I don't know. I get you're upset. And what she did to you was really shitty. But, like, could we lose the like, childish attitude. Yeah. I don't know. But she says, I'm so sorry. I really did love you. You were such a good boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And part of me is like, why didn't he say tell it to someone who cares? Because that feels more like high school response. Yeah. Whatever. But he's pretty down in the dumps about it. And she's like, well, I hope someday that we can be friends. And he says, yeah, I hope so, too. And then he closes the window. And Elise was like, I just wanted him to, like, slowly close the curtain on her face, too. Because when I watched it yesterday, I thought that's what he was going to do. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so funny. I know. That would have been good. And she's just, like, her head moves with the curtain, <laughs> like, trying to see him still. Yeah, but. I don't know. I like that she did this, though. I do too.
1: Because I think I, it's
0: tasteful. Because because it's he so, does ask, like, "Yeah, are you with him now?" And she's like, "I don't want to talk about him." Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I just think that if you are with someone, it's and like it doesn't work out. It's better to treat them like a human being than treat them like garbage. Like completely. I've just moved on to something else. Yep. And you don't matter. And you right. were a joke for me to ever like. Right. It's gross, and it's like, maybe that would be better for Dean to get over and be like, eventually be like, wow, good thing I didn't end up with that person.
0: Right. But it's better to feel, like, valued. Well, and part of me thinks, does Rory know that Jess is not a forever thing? And so she wants to have like, a backup plan. Have a backup plan. <clears throat>
1: I don't know. I don't know if it's she's at the like same... that,
0: that at that level yet.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like in this moment, it's more of like, it is like, she does feel like bad that she did basically use him as a pawn and she started to like another guy and she would know that that would really suck to feel like, yeah, that would suck to have it happen to her.
0: Mm hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. I don't feel like it's like backup plan necessarily,
0: but I could obviously be very wrong. I guess my only thought process is if she hadn't done this, would they have slept together in the future? Mm. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You're probably right, actually. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. I think because he didn't have that, like, I hate her. She's a horrible person. Like, because she went and apologized and, like, made an effort to, like, fix the situation. I think that in his eyes, he's like, she still cares about me. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Also, he's a, a boy. Yeah. I mean, it's you know? a, it's
1: the same thing. You know, I... I don't know really what to say.
0: <laughs> I think we can talk more about it when we get to, like, the winter carnival and mm-hmm. stuff. Because then we see Dean on, on more of a friend basis. But that there's still a lot of insecurity with Jess when it comes to Dean. Mm-hmm. Even though he one yeah essentially I yeah
1: it's hard i don't really know what to say about this moment yeah to be honest
0: i think it'll it, it will come to light in a few episodes yes yeah
1: especially when she's yeah like you said the winter
0: yeah But the hockey game too oh mm-hmm. yep that's another good one yeah um so that's not where it ends, though. I almost was like, all right, that's it. Yep, no, but... <laughs> but she goes home and she's studying. Lorelei comes in with coffee and Ovaltine and kind of just says, you know, how was the night? And Rory was like, it was very eventful. And Lorelai is like, oh, okay. And she gets ready to go upstairs and Rory says, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And Lorelai seems very relieved. Like, oh no, now is she not going to tell me anything because she's with Jess and whatever. And um, I think Ror- or Lorelai should feel pretty lucky that Rory is still willing to talk about that stuff. Because for how much Lorelai says she hates Jess, I wouldn't want to talk about Jess with her. Mm-hmm. Me either. But I don't know. So then we cut to Rory going to bed. She shuts off the light then she turns it back on and she's looking through the Yale pamphlet. We go upstairs and Lorelai is doing the same exact thing. So a seed has now been planted that maybe Yale is the right choice for Rory. And that's where it ends. I liked it. I did too. It was kind of like a nice, like soft button mm-hmm. on the end of the episode, which is nice.
1: Yeah. Almost like uh... a... <clears throat> A nice ending to the previous episode, too. If yeah. you almost think of it like a part one and two.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah, because I'm like, they could have ended it with her getting the window shut mm. and the curtain slowly <laughs> <laughs> But I think it was like a nice, like, circular episode. Mm-hmm. And I love that it just has this little, like, seed planting moment right at the very end that could say a lot or you know could not depending on how you look at it but i think it's like a nice way of being like okay this this really did something really did come from this Mm -hmm. and it's something that is gonna really change the trajectory of their lives totally so yeah all right let's do our town meeting okay we call this town meeting to order. All right. Town meeting. Let's start with our, like, general direction, writing. What were your thoughts overall?
1: Um, I don't have anything that sticks out uh, too much. This episode for me.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, it felt pretty standard. I did really like the scene. With the window, the conversation yep. at the window, and I loved the filming of the gas pump. Yes, scene. I like that. And I forgot.
1: I do. I love their kiss. That Luke breaks. He opens yeah. the door, and then
0: they both mm-hmm. sep- and they both separate. I will say, very dramatically. Yeah, it was really pretty. They did a really great job. Um, who directed this again? Um, this is Steven Robbman. Yeah, Steven Robbman did a really great job directing the two of them on like the awkwardness Mm -hmm. of like starting a new relationship, one that you've like wanted for so long. And there is like a great like air of excitement and unsurety Mm -hmm. that he really was able to capture. And I think that can be, that can be hard, yeah, but he did it really well. He did. He yeah. executed it very well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And I thought the writing was good too. Yeah, the writing did. The high, hi, feel... hi, bye, bye. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Um, oh, there was a line that I thought was really funny too that Lorelai says um, when Richard brings them over to where they were, <clears throat> where he asked Emily to marry, oh,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: and he goes, Emily goes, there used to be a bench here. I can't believe they took it up. And she's, and then Lorelai goes, I know. What if we wanted to sit down?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just thought well, that was and so she funny. She says later, too, after they leave the bathroom, Richard's like, okay, I'll keep showing you, you know, well, let's keep going on our tour. And she's like, are you going to show me the place that I was conceived? Because I think I've seen enough it was already the, today. The
1: vending machine I was
0: conceived by. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just... Yeah, she's got great Mm one-liners. And I think if people can fully understand the energy that Lauren Graham has to have to play that character, they can write for the show perfectly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's really fun. And um, all of the directing with Jess and... I wanted to call her Alexis. Rory was great mm-hmm. i loved it
1: i thought it was a really balanced episode yeah sometimes and, it's like if it's gonna be a richard and emily episode like this like heavy them it's like almost all of them
0: yeah and we don't get to see much we really other did characters. have like a good balance but i think it helps that the richard and emily scenes were longer mm-hmm. so we had like the whole scene that they were at yale was like 15 minutes of yeah. the episode and so because, this was longer scenes. Yeah. I think that helps the episode not feel quite as disjointed mm-hmm. as sometimes it can feel. And it can give you more to like digest. Totally. Yeah. And I wonder if it was like a filming at Yale kind of forced them to Yeah, to harness get it. Get it all done. Yeah. yeah kind yep. of thing. I don't know. But no, I agree. Um okay. Trivia? Yes. <clears throat> right now let's do it <laughs> okay
1: let's do it all right in season six episode five we've got magic to do miss patty has an annual miss patty school grand recital how oh, many years no. has this grand recital been going on what that year is what year of that grand recital 25 28th oh okay very good though so, close
0: i was like it might be a big one like, a mo- like, you know how, like, 25 feels uh-huh. like, yeah, if they're going to do it, it's going to yeah. be, like, a good year.
1: <clears throat> it's a lot of years. It is a lot of years. Season 3, episode 16, Lorelai overhears a conversation and says to herself, I've got the good kid. What is she referring to?
0: Oh, no. I've got the good kid. And she overhears a conversation. I don't know. I can't rem- I can, like, see her saying yeah. it.
1: Um, Paris has had, had sex. That's right.
0: Okay. I knew and that was coming. And,
1: and Paris tells Rory.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah, because then Rory's like, no, we didn't. Yeah. I didn't do that with Dean or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, when Lorelai is
1: at Harvard and she is looking at the Valedictorians' pictures. um, If you ask me the name, (laughs) I'm going to, yeah, okay. No, what year does she fixate on? Oh. For graduation
0: year. It would have been the year she would have graduated. So 1980-something?
1: 1990. 1990 yeah i was
0: gonna say 89 okay
1: and then um what is what is richard's job he's an insurance
0: agent executive executive last question jason has a dog oh god i don't know that weird dog's name (laughs) that dog is so weird i could tell you it's a beagle good job his name is cyrus Cyrus. Yeah, that dog is so bizarre. <laughs> the poor dog.
1: I know. I have a lot to discuss about that moment, but we'll save it for when that comes around. That's
0: soon. Next season?
1: Yeah. yeah. I
0: think so, right? Yeah. I don't know, because I watched them all now. I usually... I told myself <laughs> I wasn't going to do that, and Come then on. I did, and you I know. was like, I can't. You kind of have myself. to. It's your yeah. favorite show. So. I know. Okay, so before we get into our pop culture, we should mention... That we are going to go see Lauren Graham oh, yes, for yes, her book tour yes. in April in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited. Me too. It'll I'm be so, so fun. I'm so excited. And we've never been on like a vacation together. I mean, we did the, like, we did your mom's by... cabin. Yeah. Yeah. But like just the two of us. Yeah. It'll be so nice. Yeah. I'm going to bring a
1: flask for the car. I'm just kidding. I mean, (laughs) you can
0: do whatever you want. I'm joking.
1: No, we're going to leave Rick really early and Mm -hmm. find a Luke's diner. Yep. There's a
0: Luke's cafe outside of Milwaukee that we're going to stop at, and it'll be a good time. It's going to be so much fun. I know. I'm ready. Maybe we'll do, like, a little on-the-road recording. Yeah. And everyone should manifest that, like,
1: Lauren Graham stays at our hotel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Please. That's all I've been thinking about.
0: I I just want to like awkwardly run into her. I know. And like, if I had all the money in the world, we would do VIP. I know. Um, I was like, if I can win the lottery tickets, like a lottery ticket. Yeah. So we're not doing VIP. But just to be in the same room as her, I will probably cry. Oh, you will be crying. I won't yeah. cry. I'm fine, but you'll no. be crying. Yeah, <laughs> be like, "Oh my God, you're like the second woman that raised me." Basically, so I can't. Wait. Yeah, I'm so excited that and be it's really for your fun. birthday too. How, oh yeah! How weird is that? Landed on your birthday. It's not like an important birthday. Why well, no? But it's like just funny. It's like the universe being like, "Yeah, here's you girls go have fun." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pop culture. Okay. So mine happens in the beginning. Af- I really have no idea what yours would be.
1: I don't know what yours is going to be either. So yeah. mine's in the beginning after Rory and Lorelai walk into the diner. Okay. And she says that was like the Donner party, except for we have better hair. Okay. Are you familiar with the Donner party? No. Okay. <laughs> is this a true crime thing? Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's like a historical, like, Okay. Is this tragedy? should know? About- i mean i don't know if you should know but okay um so the donner party also known as the donner reed party were a group of american pioneers who migrated fr- to california in a wagon train from the midwest delayed by a multitude of mishaps they spent the winter of 1846 through 1847 snowbound in the sierra nevada mountain range oh some of the God. migrants resorted to cannibalism oh my god to survive so yeah that's it okay yes and there is um so basically from i listened to a podcast on it from last podcast on the left okay which came out like two years ago about okay and so that's how i got more familiar with it it's basically like (laughs) they took a shortcut these pioneers that they had never they had never done before right Yeah. If they would have just stayed on course, they would have probably all made it. But the one guy was like, let's just like go through the Sierra Neve. Like, let's let's go through the mountains. And yeah, so like a lot of people just, uh, I think it says, usually the trip for them would have been four to six months. But that shortcut derailed them. They had all Uh, the mishaps. Of the 87 members of the party... Only 48 survived the ordeal. So and did they
0: eat half of the people that...
1: They ate, yeah. And they killed two on their own. And I guess when they did... When I listened to the podcast, that podcast, Last Podcast on the Left, which is... It's episode three, 331 and 332. They do okay, a part one. you know one I'm going to
0: listen to it now. Okay, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's why I'm, I listed the, listed the numbers for anybody. It's actually very horrific. The guys oh, on that man. show do a really good job of, like, yeah. going over very, that, a lot of the do details. They a great job on that show. Their research is, like, excellent and then very eloquent. Um, but, yeah, it's very horrific how they find them in all of that, so.
0: Interesting. Yeah. What a weird throwaway comment to make yeah. for it to be that.
1: Epic. <laughs> like their walk was so hard. It took so long that they were like oh the, Don- she the Donner party. it. Oh my God. Yes, yes. So I thought that was clever. That's why I picked that one. That is one. super clever. I can't believe it wasn't a movie reference this time. <laughs> yeah, true. I know because last
0: week you said all of yours would be movie references. Yeah, I know. But there weren't that many movie references. No, no, I wasn't going to use Love Story. Come on. Mm, no. Okay, so my reference, it's funny, yours is at the beginning, mine is at the end. Okay. So when Rory climbs the tree... and she I knew it
1: was going to be her, actually. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should have
0: picked the tree girl. Yep. Okay. So Julia Butterfly Hill yes, is her yes. name. And uh, she was born in 1974. She was an environmental activist. And she is best known for having lived in a 200-foot-tall approximately thousand year old california redwood tree for 738 days what year was she doing that in um it was in 1997 to 1999 okay i think i saw a tiktok on that girl interesting yeah, okay because i was like i was like i wonder if that's a girl but i thought she lived longer than a year so the funny thing is is she did not actually belong to the group that was like protesting this uh-huh but they wanted someone to live up in the redwood trees to prevent them from cutting them down uh-huh. and because no one offered they like voted her to do it oh so she was like Thanks, guys um, okay cool <laughs> yeah i'll do that so she was just like on a road trip to california and ended up staying there for two years in this tree. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she is really pretty. Absolutely stunning. Mm -hmm. So she decided she was going to climb the tree. It took them almost the entire day to get all of the supplies up to the tree. And then once she got all the supplies up there, she had to get up there herself. Mm -hmm. She was like, by the time I got up there, I just wanted to find a place to like pass out and lay down. So... They gave her solar powered cell phones so she could do like TV to like interviews and, you know, TV tours, whatever. She had a small sleeping bag that she had a hole poked in so she could breathe. She used a single burner propane stove and she weathered freezing rains, 40 mile per hour winds from El Nino and then um, helicopter harassment, a 10-day siege by a company security guards, and attempted intimidation by angry loggers. So eventually, I hate loggers. I'm just I know. <laughs> Well, I mean. Just um, she did end up raising like $50,000 with this activist group for like deforestation, you know, ending deforestation. Um, they did eventually cut into the tree. And made a gash in it. But that was after she had been down and not on the tree anymore. Okay. Um, But she did eventually come down and they do take care of the tree. The tree mm-hmm. is still there. It's like uh, it says as of spring 2007, the tree was doing well with new growth each year. The caretakers routinely climb the tree to check its condition and to maintain the steel guy wires. So they still have like all the wiring and stuff from when she lived up there. Um, she is under the the tree is named Luna. Luna is under the stewardship of Sanctuary Forest, a nonprofit organization. So, but now she is a best-selling author. She is the Circle of Life Foundation. Um, she does a lot of work, you know, with the environment, obviously. And, uh, I feel like you can't do a lot of work for the environment if you have lived in a tree. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so there's been a lot of movies and documentaries made about her. Um, a lot of music. The song, um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers song, Can't Stop, has a reference to her by saying Jay Butterfly is in the treetop. Oh, cute. Can't stop Jay Butterflies in the Treetop, that kind of thing. Um, so, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and apparently, Idina Menzel wrote a song titled Butterfly, referring to Hill's concern for the environment. Oh. So, still like very, I mean, 2009 is a ways away now, sadly, but it's still relevant. Yeah. Like, she's still out there doing her environmentalist thing. hmm. But I was like, man, to live in a tree for 730 days? Yeah. That's wild. So crazy. But she's so cool. That is like r- the true badassery. It's
1: just like, yeah. Yeah. I'm a witch.
0: <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> Completely. Completely. I am. How scary, though, to have a propane tank in a tree? I, yeah. But I mean, what else would you do? You can't just live on protein bars for. Right? no no
1: i don't know how you don't move like does she get does she climb up that I up like, and down the tree for I wanna exercise watch,
0: i want to watch a documentary because i'm so curious yeah. what the top of that looked like mm-hmm. yeah. she looks so
1: cute in those pictures I'm i like, know. i want to live in a tree
0: yeah there are some really cool tree houses mm-hmm. that you can do on airbnb um but they're so expensive yeah it's I'm sure. ridiculous so all right that's my pop culture. That's mm-hmm. your pop culture. Mm-hmm. Love it. We picked very different things. But kind of cool. But above... very cool things. Yeah. Yeah. Like historical things. Mm-hmm. I like when that happens Me too. to us. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. Where we lead, you can follow us at underscore growing up Gilmore underscore on all major social media platforms linked in the description below. All right, everyone, that's it. We'll see you next time for season three, episode nine. A deep fried Korean Thanksgiving. And remember, life's short. Talk fast. Bye, everyone. Bye.
1: two, three, where the (laughs) la-las, just kidding.